Eye on the U podcast presented by Simply Healthcare. This is the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I am David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how are you? I am, uh, what do I always say? I'm great? I'm still great. Yeah. Um, it is Thursday, and it has been a uh, strange week in the Miami football world. Um, on Monday, we talked to Manny and the coordinators like we do at 1 o'clock every Monday. Um, you know, COVID-19 came up because it has to come up these days, and Miami was missing three starters and, what, like 16 players, something like that, 13 players? Was that, uh, What was the final number against Virginia Tech? 13. 13 players, three starters, a bunch of contributors, basically uh, every backup offensive lineman. Uh, so, you know, it was, a, it was a talking point on Monday. Um, Manny, at the time, sounded optimistic-ish that um, they would not have their season disrupted. And then about, what was it, six hours later, something like that, five hours later, um, we find out that uh, COVID, uh, I don't know if has gotten out of control is the right terminology, but has, uh, has taken control, I guess. Uh, and Miami, yeah, and that's true. And Miami had to postpone uh, two games uh, or two weeks of games uh, now off through the end of November as they try to sort through all of this. Um, I think the reaction was, uh, and I, I don't want to speak for both of us, but I would think we kind of feel similarly. It was uh, disappointing, but not at all surprised. Yeah, I, I, think yeah, so, I, I don't think he was real. But I was my reaction was uh, at first shock because it was two games. Right. And not one. But I should know better now. You know, that when I thought, Oh my god and, and that all three had to be changed, like everything had to be changed and it, because it hasn't happened to a shed. I it wasn't surprising but it was still shocking. I don't know if that all goes together. Um and maybe because I had to write it in like five minutes, it was a little more shocking. But um, yeah, I—I I mean, we were headed down that path because um, I should say they were headed down that path because you know to go from six and I and then to go to eleven and then to go to thirteen guys out and you just knew you knew or I felt strongly that when we saw the list for North Carolina State. Was it uh, no Virginia Tech? When we saw the list for Virginia Tech, the last game, and when you saw so, uh, you know defensive linemen and offensive linemen, right? You know several on each whatever uh, on each uh, unit. You just I got the feeling like oh man, here we, we go. talk about yep. this uh, next week. It's not only going up, but they're gonna you know who who has contact with the offensive line. Right. The quarterbacks, I, I don't know if any quarterbacks, I, I mean, I know Tyler Van Dyke, we think, was one of the guys um, affected by COVID. I don't know if he was in quarantine a few, couple, few weeks ago. But I, I just, when we saw the linemen, I just thought they're, they're in big trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is the position where I, I think, you know, we are very far from uh, epidemiologists, but just based on what we know about this virus, that was 
we thought the lines were was where it had a chance to spread worse. And I, I think even Rhett Lashley talked about that early in the season that that was like, you know, you the that's the one position on the field where the offensive linemen are standing face to face with the defensive linemen for, um, you know, exactly. forty seconds at a time, basically. Exactly. Not to mention near the quarterback. Right. And just yeah, true. And uh, it, it was just uh, you just. Yeah, yeah, you had a bad feeling, that's all. And, yeah. and it happened. And I, I think you kind of summed it up. Like, it wasn't surprising that it happened. I, I think seeing that, you know, two weeks' worth of games are, are postponed as well. Because it feels like all these teams, I guess Florida postponed for two weeks when they had their outbreak. Is that right? Um, but I, I feel like for the most part, teams have kind of handled it week by week. Like, we just saw Maryland and Michigan State had to postpone their game this weekend. It's Maryland's second straight game. Uh, they've had to postpone, um, but again, they did it kind of one, you know, they had, a, I guess, a bad outbreak uh, last week before they were supposed to play Ohio State and just postponed that game and or, I think canceled that game, um, but now if, that, that's turned into two weeks, so, um, but it, it kind of felt like, you know, it was, like you said, it was inevitable based on what we had, the trends, right? I mean, it's almost like, you know, it's college football and a college football team is a microcosm for a... Uh, society where, you know, the first, I mean, just thinking back to the first days of the pandemic, like what, remember we would, it would be like a big story when they were like, Oh, 44 people in Miami Dade County have coronavirus. And then it, you know, it, it balloons to the point where it's thousands a day. And obviously, um, you know, college football teams have protocols in place to prevent it from being where, where everyone on the team is, is going to get uh, the coronavirus. But you know, it's the same thing where, you know, it, six turns into 12, turns into we don't even know how many now, but obviously um, it's a lot. Or, and, or, or it's, yeah. you know, we were really, you know, Miami was really on the brink, as Manny said, of not playing because uh, of the offensive line situation where I think three, uh, four people from their two deep depth chart were out, maybe even five. Um, you know, Navon Donaldson, who's coming off ACL surgery and has not played all year, was their sixth lineman available. Um, and, and a walk-on was the seventh offensive lineman uh, available, Manny said. And I think they only had eight scholarship offensive linemen uh, yep. available up in Blacksburg. And, and actually, Manny said they were going to play Gavin, what's his last name? It's not Adams, is it? Yeah, Gavin Adams. It is that of yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know him. Yeah. But I he he was a walk. He is a walk on that they were going to play. Right. Maddie said first they were going to play him first. Oh, he was first. Could, gotcha. They, well, that was after. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Next or whatever Maddie said that. So, um, yeah. I mean, and I think now some uh, bigger name players. I mean, I don't. I that's what you know that we've heard, but we don't know which ones. And I yeah. just, the whole thing, and you wonder about the coaches. And Although coaches have been pretty uh, forthcoming now. Because now, you yes. know, David, maybe, I'm sure you've noticed this. Before, earlier in the season, it was um, it was kind of, it was more of a stigma. Yes, if, definitely. If you had COVID or if, you know, hush, hush, you know. Yeah. It, it was like, oh, it, it, a bad reflection and all that and now as more and more programs and and just 
it feels like they're all affected now. So many are affected. So many games being canceled and postponed that now it's more, I think, coaches and programs, tell me if you agree with this, are getting more comfortable um, to talk about it openly to because they're all now, they can all kind of share in it to, yeah. to, to let people know when they have it, when, even if it's right before the game, but more... Um, forthright kind of. Do you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, among the Maryland stuff today, uh, Mike Loxley, their coach, has it. Like, that was, uh, he. Uh, I don't know if he announced that or the school announced it, but like, you know, they're, right. out, they're out in the open about it. Um, and, I mean, above all else, like, that is the concern, right? I mean, Miami's coaching staff is really young, actually. Um, I don't know, who, I guess, is Coach Stroud the oldest coach on the team, and he's not like an old guy by any means. Maybe Coach Likett. Again, those guys are, what, in their 50s? Um, I, I think Stroud might be the oldest. Either way, they're like in their 50s, basically. He's, yeah, but Stroud has... Oh, has, yeah, Stroud, I guess, is a cancer... Uh, well, he has some survive, kind of right? condition or a type of cancer or whatever that right. I think they keep in check. Or All I know is he's a guy that's right. vulnerable. Yes, he is a, in that at-risk category. But, um, I mean, that's always the concern, right? And, I mean, we've obviously seen some players, uh, you know, they basically find out they have a heart condition or something. And, you know, there, there have been players that have had to shut, you know, have caught, uh, have contracted COVID-19 and then not been able to return this season. Or, you know, obviously some guys with, with health concerns have opted out of the season. Um but yeah, I mean that was the the worry was you know the the yeah. coaches, particularly the older coaches, are they at risk? I mean, we saw at Syracuse Jim yeah. Beheim has has coronavirus, and he's what eighty? Like, you know, that's a that's yeah, that's scary. it's, it's scary. Like Bobby Bowden, I mean, had yeah. it and I I and and Nick Saban are supposedly whatever, but right. Um, oh, I guess the Saban I, one they think was probably a, a false positive. May right. who knows, but that's the story they're going with at least. May who knows with yeah. everything, but yeah, yeah. but um, also uh, also I wonder about the the you know the line we're talking about linemen, right? So right, offensive linemen. I mean, it's not just people who are old; it's people who are um, you know he- like heavy, large. Yeah. I, I, they, definitely. I've talked to doctors. I've read so much stuff. The heavier you are, probably the more at risk you are. And, and some of it, you know, let's face it, I, I know they're supposedly they're in good they're shape, yeah. shape, but also some of them that are kind of very heavy. Yeah. And uh, and you wonder about, and some of the coaches are too. Yeah. So, I, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of people at risk and the whole thing's scary, and we don't really know right now, David, what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know the individual players. Right. I'm sure if how many, or I'm sure most of them aren't that bad, but I don't know. You know, so. Right, yeah, it makes it tough to talk about, where, like, um, you know, part of you, and I mean the collective you, wants to talk about it just like it's, like, a football thing, right, where it's, oh, man, they don't get to play for two weeks, um, you know, like, you know, you, because again, for the vast majority of these athletes who get it, they get minor symptoms or uh, no symptoms at all. And, right. you know, we, we don't freak out when, when 
uh, the, the flu is going around Miami. And again, this isn't the flu, but for a lot of guys, it, it basically is. But then, like you're saying, that that's what makes it tough is, for all we know, um, you know, a, a couple of these guys could be really sick and, you know, maybe not life-threatening, but at least to the point where, like, it sucks to be really sick. Yeah, we don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, and so it just makes it tough to talk about. Um, and, and I think it makes it – that's why you've got to kind of talk about it with, like, this perspective where you weigh all the concerns. Um, you know, you, you don't want to, like – panic you don't want to fear monger but but you do have to weigh all those concerns because like you said we, we don't know we don't know what what the status is of everyone um david i i know we we're going to talk about this but this is a good time i mean i i just want to know what you what you're thinking about i know for people i'm sure people who are listening to this know but uh so you know every everything's been changed so right. that uh the you know this December 5th, um, Miami, Miami now is playing, uh, at Wake, okay, we'll, right. talk, at we'll Wake. talk about, at Wake Forest, and then December 12th, um, it's North Carolina at Miami, and then December 19th, it's Georgia Tech at Miami, possibly, uh, maybe, uh, <clears throat> depending on the ACC title game, but those three games were right. going to be the dates, um, what it, Um, I mean, it's impossible to know. I think the fact they did two weeks is basically um, saying, you know, like, I'm sure the, and we don't, again, I, I don't know if we know this for sure, but like, I'm sure the facilities are just shut down this week, right? Like, theoretically, this is a week to just kind of get everything in order. Um, and but then, facilities? well, I just, I mean, practice, I'm sure like the locker rooms and stuff are you know, for guys who are healthy, like can go or the weight rooms and stuff, but like the weight room, they have some very uh, organized. Right. But I'm saying like this is like, a week where they're basically like, hey, everyone, just like quarantine if you can, like get you know get healthy. We'll we'll come back, regroup in a couple of weeks. Um, so I I would think Miami you know will get at least you know I mean I, I it's impossible to say they're gonna get all the games in because. You know they could get back, and then North Carolina could have an outbreak, and then that game just never happens. But like, remember Wake Forest? Wake Forest yesterday had to cancel, had to cancel their game, and right. um, so so Wake Forest, who Miami is playing after two weeks, that's right. their first game supposedly, right? They they announced yesterday they, the ACC announced that that game. That game's basically canceled. Wake Forest to Duke. And that was supposed to be this weekend. So now think about that. That was supposed to be this weekend. And it was because Wake has COVID problems. Right. Okay. The ACC announces. So now what does that mean for Miami? Because that's going to be 28. That's two weeks later. Yeah. After the game was supposed to be. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so one of the big questions we talked about at the start of the year was like, you know, just when we were first get going into this, and even in the summer, was, is the season going to happen? Is it going to finish? Those were kind of the two questions. And we both agreed it was going to happen in some regard. I still think it's going to finish in some regard, but, I mean, we're at the point where, like, what does that mean? Where What does the season is going to conclude mean? Does it mean we're just going to have a college football playoff? And, you know, um, 
Ohio State might be screwed because they only played three games because of the coronavirus. So you get, you know, basically it's just an ACC team, you know, maybe Notre Dame, Clemson, Alabama, and Cincinnati or something. Yeah, like, like is it going to be weird? Like, I think that's possible. I think anything is on the table. I think they're going to finish. I think they're going to hand out a, a national championship trophy. But I don't know what else is going to be handed out. Like, yeah. it's, it's hard to imagine. And maybe, you know, maybe they try to do all the New Year's Six Bowls, you know, the, the Orange Bowl. The rose, like right. the traditional bowls that like, you know, people care about. Like you, you know, you you it, it's a program. Like you tout that as a program that hey, we won the Orange Bowl in twenty twenty. Um, it's hard to imagine like the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl is gonna happen this year, right? Like, or I mean, I think I already saw what the uh, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. I, I believe is they're already talking about potentially canceling that because. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know if a lot. I mean, bowls are going to be canceled. I'm sure some have already. And I and and I think it's like yeah, they'll probably have some kind of playoff. But it to me, it's, it's they should add the big asterisk on top of the trophy, a big gold asterisk. You know, I whatever it is, it's you know, this isn't going to be like same obviously obviously it's not the same and is the season going to end i mean david maybe it'll end that way with a with whatever college football playoff that they figure out yeah but i can't say for sure that miami season's gonna end right you know isn't gonna end right now i i just nobody knows that really and um like manny and blake Blake James, AD, said yesterday and the day before, said, you know, and he did right from the beginning. Blake James said that all the ACC powers that be were saying at the beginning of the season, if they can get eight games in, that yeah. would be aspirational. And we all were like, ooh, gasp, eight yeah. games, that's it? And now, um, look at that. You know, Miami got eight games in, and that's good. That's yeah. really good. So I, I don't know if the seasonal, I, I mean, I think it might just, start ending for people like at different times yeah i mean i think it's like miami has something to play for right that's the challenge here is miami's the number 12 team in the country right now number nine in the coaches poll um and theoretically that puts you on track to play in a new year's six bowl right like yeah yeah basically the top 12 14 team you know obviously like sometimes you got to throw in like a uh a bad Pac-12 team or, uh, you know, a, a mediocre, um, you know, uh, G6 team or G5 team. Um, but, like, theoretically, Miami has stuff to play for. And that that is really the challenge here is if Miami's season ends right now, they're 7-1. and one, Obviously, that's that eight-game eight mark that, that Blake James alluded to. Um, yeah. What happens? Like, Miami wants to play in the, in the Orange Bowl or whatever if they can. Well, but like, they for like a team like Georgia Tech, who Miami is supposed to play, I don't know what their record is, but it's you know, they're a team that, something. yeah, they're like in, in a normal year right now, they're fighting to make the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, um, which which might not happen. Like, what's the point of them finishing the season other than you know some of their guys, you know, especially their seniors, probably want to play and get some film and all that kind of stuff, and yeah, theoretically well. they like football. Um, but other than that, the only reason they're playing with like larger, big picture, the larger, big picture reason that they have games left on their schedule 
is because Miami has to play someone. Like, Miami has Georgia Tech on its schedule, and Miami has stuff to play for. Yeah, I, uh, Georgia Tech's 2-5, and five, and I and I, um, I I could definitely see that game not being played. Yeah, I mean, that's already, they've already kind of said that, basically. Yeah, they've kind of made it seem like it might not be played. But, you know, uh, at 7-1, and one, um, I think... The perfect scenario for for the Orange Bowl and Miami. If, if, if now Clemson and, and Notre Dame, you know, it, it's dependent on that. Right. Um, but um, you know, so Notre Dame's undefeated, and Clemson has one loss to Notre Dame. It, it just depends. Now they'll play if there is an ACC title game, which I'm, I have a feeling there will be. Yeah. Then, uh, then probably. Probably right now, as we're talking, I would think. I would think if they keep winning, whatever, it would be probably be Notre Dame a rematch, and then uh, and and then if if Notre Dame wins again, then then it's a little more problematic. Well, no, then Clemson has two losses. And yeah, it's more if Clemson wins, it's the question: of, Does the ACC get two teams in the playoff? Yeah. It depends. Well, not if Clemson loses another game. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying they both but, run the table until the ACC championship and then Clemson beats Notre Dame. Yeah, if Clemson beats Notre Dame in the rematch, if they play in a rematch, I, I think they both can. I think they both yeah. get I mean, that's a, it's going to be the challenge where, like, if Ohio State only plays four games or something, like, what do you do with them? If they're 4-0 and and they kick the crap out of every Big Ten team they play, it, like, you know, it's, it's, I think it's, almost, it's too early. To, I know we're almost at the end of the season, but... It's just too early to think about all these permutations because, again, early, we have no I, idea. It's too, but it's not too early to think about the – I do think that if it were conducive for Miami and that the Orange Bowl would love to take Miami Yeah, I think that's fair. No one's be traveling. No one's, no one's going to be – unless Notre Dame were an option, but no one's going to be traveling to these bowl games now. And yeah, even if they are, there's only going to be like – what. 'd info and, and it almost feels too logical for the NCAA to consider this but it, I mean it feels like it almost makes more sense for like if like let's say they only do the playoff and maybe the New Year's six games like so you've got basically uh, seven bowl games including the national championship it makes sense right. to just kind of do like regional stuff for the rest of like and I totally agree. like totally like, let's say Miami and Florida, and it seems like, you know, they both obviously have a chance to make uh, New Year's Six Bowls, but, like, let's say Miami and Florida both finish just outside. You know, they finish, like, 15 and 17 and, and don't have a place. Like, I don't know, just go to, like, the um, Camping World Stadium and go play a quote-unquote bowl game. Like, that's always has felt like the most logical course of action to me. Um, you know, like I said, ideally for Miami, they're going to, be in a, a really meaningful bowl game, but um, I mean, there 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 feels like there are options, and it's just is the NCAA going to be basically smart enough to let it happen? 
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You used the word asterisk earlier, and I think it's it's obviously like a loaded term, but. Um, I mean, it feel, the NBA, like that championship does not feel like it has an asterisk to me at all um, because, you know, obviously they got through it smoothly, obviously not, strange season, but whatever. And even baseball, and I was like really out on baseball all year. I was did not take the season seriously. The fact that we wound up with like Dodgers Rays in the end, which were, you know, the Dodgers have been a perennial World Series contender and, and the Rays are... Um, where I think they had the best record in the American League, and you know they're always good. Also, like made the ending feel at least legitimate. Where like it feel like we it was kind of representative of where the sport stands. College football could get to that point still if you know if the playoff is. Paid, I mean, if, if like, I, I hate yeah. basically saying like these are the teams we expect. So if they're there, then it's real. But if it's Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Ohio State, and it feels like okay, the four best teams are actually playing in the playoff, then it'll feel some legitimate. They'll feel like there's some legitimacy to it. But of course the, yeah. the danger that we are flirting with right now is that like Clemson is going to miss the playoff because Trevor Lawrence missed two games with the coronavirus or Ohio state might miss the playoff because they're just not going to play enough games. Um, or, or Notre Dame is going to make the playoff because they got to play Clemson when Trevor Lawrence had coronavirus. Like it, that, that's the risk we're at right now. I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like, that is, it's impossible to fully, like, paint a picture of, like, what the season would have looked like. So, I'm just saying, there's, it's possible we get to the end and we're like, all right, that felt like a satisfying national championship. But it's all, I think it's just as likely that we get to it and we're like, eh. Okay, here's the way I feel about it.
when they have the college football playoff, if it ends up where they're playing each other and it's exciting and they play those three games or whatever, the semis, then it'll be fun and it'll, you know, it'll that'll be really fun and, and that'll feel authentic. But as far as the season goes, I won't think of it. I don't think I'll ever think of it as a real season. Yeah, I think it's kind of the same way I feel about baseball, where the season does not, like, I mean, it was a 60-game season and, like, I don't know, I'll, I'll never – feel like that you know like if we play a regular season out like the playoffs definitely yeah, look different there's different teams in the playoffs but the playoffs were so fun that it validated it and that's what basically i think where college football can get to i agree but like even 60 um is a hell of a lot more than you know yeah i mean but miami's gonna like let's say miami plays eight i mean this is a, not an argument we should be having on this podcast but eight out of 12 is what percent that is uh 70% basically 66.6. Yeah. yeah. Um, 60 out of 162 is, uh, not even close to that. So like it's, it's a percentage thing. 37% of the season. Like my, the college football has done better than baseball already. Um, but, but, but has a chance of going off the rails because of the place we are in as a country. Right, that's, yeah. I, 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 like, now I'm starting to think about, forget about, we've talked about signing day and all that, we'll talk about that in the future, but um, also, I, I was thinking, looking at my schedule for next year, and I'm thinking, uh, what about spring football? <laughs> yeah. You know, is there yeah. going to be spring, I mean, I, 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 it just feels like the whole world is just going to stay like this for a long time. Yeah, at least through the early part of next year. I mean, we were talking about this just off mic. Um, you know, we're not going to – I don't think we're going to be in Miami's football facilities uh, until the start of next school year, at least, basically, right? If we're not going there in the spring. No. No, because, if look, if the NCAA just yesterday, last night uh, – uh, that um, yeah the dead period the dead period to April okay then then there's no way we're going to that facility yeah through spring no way yeah I, I would think at earliest the, the earliest time we're getting on campus is like paradise camp basically if you know if they can do something like that in the late June or whatever when the vaccine has hopefully gotten to some people but um yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not even banking on that at this point yeah me neither so all right um should we wrap up there you got anything else i mean should we talk about the uh virginia tech game before we finish up i mean it feels so long ago now but i mean it was well, pretty impressive another pretty impressive win i think very impressive win i i know it was they came back late. Uh, this team has a, a heck of a lot of fight in them. I know. Uh, uh, the, speaking the of, offense, like, how we were saying it's weird to talk about the coronavirus because part of it can be, like, just, you know, kind of standard football. What does it mean for the schedule? What does it mean that this team is missing this player? And then part of it is also, you, you know, you don't want anyone to get really sick. But, like, it's weird to say, but Miami's culture change is winning a game when you're missing 13 guys uh, because they're – uh, infected by a potentially deadly virus. Yeah, 
Just an so, incredible bomb after the last couple of years, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, really fun to watch him. I'm yeah. so sad if he goes to the NFL or goes to the draft. Who, who, who knows what's going to happen with that? But um, and, to watch, and to watch the defensive ends, you know? Quincy Roche and Jalen yeah. Phillips um, and Borgales and, uh, you know. Lou Headley, who said he's coming back. I do believe that, by the way. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, and, uh, and it's so nice to see the receivers improving. And uh, just, uh, yeah, they have, a nice, they have a really nice team. And, and it's, been, it's really been fun to watch them. Yeah. It's, I, honestly, I feel, this, like, I feel sort of similarly to the way I did about the Heat down the stretch. Like, that was a, such a fun team all year, and it was a fu- honestly a really fun team to, like, be around, like, to just hang out in the locker room because they had so many great personalities on that team between, like, Jimmy and Bam and um, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and then, obviously, like, Udonis Haslam. Um, this, like, it's, it's obviously been really fun to watch this Miami team and, and talk to the guys, but, like, it just it would have felt a little different, right? If we were at practice every twice a week or whatever, and you know, actually like talking to these guys and like, because it, it like you said, it's such a likable team. Um, um, like we, it feels like we're missing half the story because you know how much do you really get from watching twenty minutes of practice twice a week? Not that much, but you do get something. Like you get just the way the guys interact and the way the the coaches coach and you know the the tempo of practice and. Um, it's a, it, it, I'll always kind of wonder what this team was like in that regard. Uh, you know, maybe we'll, we'll find out one day, but, um, you know, we're, we're missing, like I said, we're missing kind of part of the story. Yeah, we are, but we, we kind of, we kind of have an idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like we have some, believe it or not, not that, you know, from some of these zoom interviews and stuff and yeah. not, and we know, and I know some of the guys from previous seasons it's just gonna be weird if like um you know Derek and Roche and even really Jalen are like basically one and done's with this team like they're such an important part of this team they're some of the best players Miami has ever had and like we've like basically never (laughs) talked to them in person yeah I I really it's true that's that is true well Derek and we got Derek and Quincy, like, when they transferred, they brought him out. I think we've talked to – actually, I don't know if we've ever talked to Jalen in person. Um, Jalen in person. It's, it doesn't matter that much. But, like, it's just strange, obviously. But I think – yeah. And then I agree. I've talked to Derek for a long time. Yeah, you talked to him for your, your preseason long preview. Long time, yeah. yeah. And, and his family. Yeah. So I feel like I kind of know him a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I agree. And I've also, yeah, I, I mean, I, and I've, I've talked to some other parents and stuff, but, um, 
Yeah, and, and you know, when teams are winning, it always seems like they're fun. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, well... Well, we'll see. yeah, what we'll are you going to do? Um, so hopefully yeah. hopefully Miami will be able to get a couple more games in here. I don't know if they'll get I all hope. three, but. Yeah, I agree with you. Let's, let's see what happens with Wake Forest, because here's one other thing we should say. We kind of, kind of without saying this directly, um, as a, now we're getting at the end of the season, and um, there's not places. To, right you know, to move they, games around. That's a, if this had happened in week two, Miami would have been in a lot better position to get the whole season done. When they moved around Miami just now, when they moved their three games, they have to move three other games because yeah. of Miami. Can you imagine if you're a team that doesn't have COVID or it's fine. Yeah, I mean, the, the Dolphins went through that um, this year, where their bye week got moved because I want to say the Titans. Uh, COVID yeah, issues? Yes, it's very disheartening, and you feel like, whoa, we're, you know, we haven't, we're fine, and we're getting screwed kind of thing. But ACC has done a good job, but now, like I, I just said that, you know, the, the Wake Forest situation where their game was canceled this week, well, they can't make it up. They, right. they, can't, they can't because there's no room to move things around again. And that's and Blake James said yesterday the same thing with Miami that if something happens again, um, it's going to be very doubtful that they can reschedule anything. So we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah. All right, I think we can finish things up there. Um, thanks as always for listening. We'll be back uh, next week. I'm sure stuff will have changed, and hopefully not oh. too much has changed by the time you guys are all listening to this. Um, but. Uh, you can keep up with all the changes by following Susan on Twitter at S. Miller Degnan. Uh, she's got all your Miami football and coronavirus covered. You can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Um, yeah. Until then though, uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Yep. Take care everyone.